Welcome to Coffee Talk with Linda. I'm Linda Davis. Thank you for joining me today. A little bit about myself before we get started. I love Jesus. I love coffee. And I love sharing both. So go grab your cup and let's talk. I want to encourage you this morning, and this is key for all of us, stop looking for man, for woman, for a person to do in your life what only God can do for you. See, God has been trying to move for you and for me, but we've been leaning on man instead of leaning into God. And when we do that, we limit God on what he can do. We don't limit him on what he desires to do and what his plan is to do. But when we put our hands to his word, instead of waiting on him, or we put our faith in a person, we see them as our way maker instead of him. Now he uses people, but that's not our concern. Our concern is walking in obedience to him, remaining in faith with him, leaning into him, getting in his presence, studying to show ourselves approved, being in the word of God, worshiping him, and letting everything just fall into place. And stepping when he says step. That's important too, being in obedience, right? We're supposed to be, as James wrote, doers of the word, not just hearers. So when he does speak to us, we have got to respond in obedience. The last few weeks, if you tuned into the radio show, which if you're listening to this on podcast, I have a radio show at www.radioearjesus.com. Radio Ear Jesus has a free app for iPhone, works great. You can catch the radio show at 11.30 on Monday mornings, Central Standard Time. That's when it plays live. But I've been sharing on the radio show the last few weeks that God has not forgotten you. And no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, no matter what it seems like, he's not forgotten you. As a matter of fact, if he's lingering and making you wait just a little longer than you thought you may have to wait, It's actually for your benefit. Trust me, it's for your benefit. And wait on him. There's another thing he wants you to know this morning. You have not been overlooked. And I know we can get to feeling that way sometime. But we've not been overlooked. Not if we're in obedience. Not if we're abiding in him. Not if we're remaining in that place that he's called us to remain in. Not if we're moving with him. If we hear his voice and he says move, we got to move. 
regardless of whether we like it or not, regardless of what we know it's going to do to relationships, regardless of what, what we know others will think, others will assume even, we can't concern ourselves with that. And I'm not talking about being cold or callous or harsh or uncaring, but our first priority is to be doers of the word and not just hearers of the word, like James says. As a matter of fact, James even says in, um, I believe it's chapter one. I'm going to go to it real quick. Let me jump over there really quick. I wasn't planning on going to James at all, but keeps coming up to my mind. So I'm going there. In James chapter one, I think it's at verse 22. Actually, it's interesting because if you go to verse 19 in, in my Bible, um, it has little subtitles. And the subtitle here is qualities needed in trials. And when we feel like we are being overlooked, we are in a trial. And this is the this is what qualities James says are needed in our trials. Be swift to hear. Swift. In other words, be quick about it. Just, just sit and listen, even to God. And because we can't be doers of the word if we don't hear the word. Right? In, in John 10, Jesus himself said, my sheep know my voice. So we can't be doing if we're not hearing. So we have to be swift to hear and slow to speak and slow to wrath. In other words, step back and respond to things instead of just reacting instantly in the moment. So much damage has been done with instant reaction, instant response to emotion. Step back, put it to prayer. Ask God, I say this all the time, ask God to show you the truth of the situation instead of reacting instantly, standing on yesterday's truth, thinking that that is for today. That's a good one right there. We sometimes have to let yesterday go. Sometimes we have to stand in yesterday, but we have to hear to know which one. So we have to hear to stand in today's truth today's truth and let yesterday's truth go. Yesterday's word go. It can hold us back and hinder us. And why? The wise? The wise will mess up. I don't know why. Maybe just because God said. Maybe he just wants to see if you really are willing to release everything that's valuable to you. Well, God wouldn't do that to me. Well, he did it to Abraham are we better than that? He put a lot on Abraham, required a lot of Abraham. How about Jesus himself? Sacrificing everything and giving up his own life. And we think God won't do certain things. We think God won't put a requirement on us just to see. I know this. Regardless of what it's cost us, blessings come from obedience. That's the place they come from. I'm talking about overflow blessings from God. Barely scraping, gonna maybe get by once in a while. Throwing a blessing your way is not blessings from God. 
to overflow point. I'll add that. We got to look around our lives and do a self-check instead of blaming everybody else for everything else. He can do it. He will do it. We got to let God be God. Are you willing to release your Isaac? To keep your Isaac? To get your Isaac? Have you birthed an Ishmael and you don't even know it? We have to be hearers of the word of God. And then in response to that, we have to be doers of what we've heard. Back to James. Verse 21, therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. Verse 22, but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. And I want to go on to read this. For if anyone is a hearer of the word only, if God has spoken to you, if God has stirred you and you have not moved, that is pride. You're saying you know better. You're saying you know the result more than God because you don't trust him and to step in the action. Verse 23 of James chapter one. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer. He is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror, for he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. And it goes on to say, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, the perfect law of liberty is love. That's the perfect law of liberty. And so this whole thing about looking in the mirror and walking away and forgetting what you look like, that's pride. That's all about pride when you study that out. It's an, it's an arrogance that you, you think you're better than you actually are. You think you're good. That's actually what that's talking about. We have to have a teachable spirit. Teachable first and foremost by the Lord. Even if you're in a situation that you had no control over, you know, it blindsided you, so to speak, sucker punched you, so to speak. First of all, you have to find out from God if it's God. Or is it man? Sometimes we think it's man and it's God. Sometimes we think it's God and it's man. But there is a truth. And if you seek God about that truth, you will find it. He will be faithful to reveal that to you. So be a doer and not just a hearer. And I want to say this. It is not too late. It's not over yet by any means. Actually, it's just getting started. And God is breathing life on the dead things, on the things we put up on the shelf and they've just gathered dust. Those dreams God has given you, those visions God has given you, they are not over They are not dead. What are you going to do with them? What are you going to do with them? I love this. John chapter 11. If you happen to have your Bible, go there. I just absolutely love this. And this is a reminder to not forget the words God has spoken to you and to know when to move in them. God spoke to me in the beginning of this year two things. Hear my voice and move with me. 
That's what he said. Now, we're barely a third of the way through the year. And so we still have a lot more hearing and a lot more moving to do. But let's not get to the end of the year and realize we're the same or worse off than when we started out this year. Let's be doers of the word. Ask God what it is you are to hear and you are to do in this season and move on it. Don't hear it and then bury it. And that's what happened in John 11. That's what happened. Jesus sent his word. It's, it's a, uh, a shadow of the prophetic. He sent his word before him. The people heard his word that believed in him, had relationship with him and knew him, but yet they buried his word and then they blamed him for it. <laughs> How many times have we done that? My goodness. John chapter 11. Now a certain man was sick. Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary, and her sister Martha. It was that Mary. I love how it says that. That Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair. That Mary's brother, Lazarus, was sick. And they say that like that to point out to you and me that Mary, Martha, and Lazarus had a personal relationship with Jesus, a personal relationship with him. So, <laughs> excuse me, therefore the sisters sent to him, to Jesus, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. He whom you love is sick. In other words, one of your best friends is sick. So what is our expectation in that kind of season? What would we expect somebody, a very close friend, if we were sick and they didn't respond in the way we thought that they should respond? How would we feel? So before we pass judgment, on Mary and Martha, how would we feel in the same situation? I'm grabbing a different Bible I have for a different translation on this. And so it's my Amplified that I was going to grab. So here we have Mary and Martha and they've sent word to Jesus that Lazarus is sick. And so here we have down in verse four, when Jesus received the message, he said, this sickness is not to end in death, but it is to honor God and to promote his glory that the son of God may be glorified through it. So he sends that word to Mary and Martha. He speaks promise. He speaks faith. They've seen enough of him to know. So the word goes forth. They hear it. Now, Jesus, verse 5, loved Mary, I'm um, so loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. They were his dear friends and he held them in loving esteem. Therefore, 
<laughs> just, this makes no sense when we look at it from our natural eyes. That's why we cannot look at anything when we walk with the Lord in our natural eyes. We cannot. Even when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he still stayed two days longer in the same place where he was. Now, how offended would we get? And if we were the friend that had the power and the means to do something for a sick friend, would we just wait two more days? Now, Jesus is doing this to show Mary and Martha something about their own hearts. That's what's going on here. It always comes down to the heart. Always. God is always about showing us our heart in any situation we find ourselves in, in any person we have to deal with, in any frustration we have. It's not about the other person. It's about God showing you you every time. If we can trust that, It's not really about them. It's not about the other person. It's about God showing you you. That's a powerful statement right there. So then after the interval, he said to his disciples, let us go back again to Judea. And the disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews only recently were intending and trying to stone you, and you're thinking of going back there? And Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in the day? (laughs) Anyone who walks about in the day's time does not stumble because he sees by the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because there's no light in him. The light is lacking to him. And then he said these things, and I'm in verse 11, and added, Our friend Lazarus is at rest and sleeping, but I am going there that I may awaken him out of his sleep. See, Jesus held on to the word. He didn't even hesitate. He didn't let go of the promise. He didn't let go of hope. He had said by the authority of God that this would not end in death. And this is the awesome thing. There are some things that we've buried. And I believe in this season, God is saying, I gave you that dream. I gave you that vision. And I just want you to say once again, yes, I believe. You don't even have to roll the stone away. I'll roll the stone away. I'll call that dead thing to life. I'll call that dead thing to rise up and walk out. Walk out of the darkness. I'll blow the dust off. You just say, yes, I still believe in what you showed me, Lord. What you showed me. I have dreams God has specifically given me. As a matter of fact, one was going on 20 years ago. And I literally just walked out a portion of that dream two weekends ago. It literally, the actual dream played out before my eyes. I couldn't believe it. And it took me halfway through it to realize and I thought, my goodness, this is a portion of that dream. Thank you, Lord, that was I was obedient to be where I was supposed to be in the moment I was supposed to be there. I let go of yesterday's word and I grabbed hold. I had ears to hear what God was saying to me in the moment And I was obedient and a doer of that word. And I saw that portion of my dream. Praise God. And it sent me to the next place of that dream. God gave me back in 1999. 
And if we want to go all the way back to December of this year, my husband and I were obedient to the Lord. And on New Year's Eve, he spoke to us and he told us to dig out the old journals, dig out the old dreams. And we did that. And we started stirring up God's word, stirring up those things we put on the shelf because we got tired of waiting. We got frustrated in our season of preparation, in our season of processing. We thought those things should already have come to pass. So we thought because they hadn't, they were gone. And God was saying, oh no, I gave that to you. I don't give you dead things. Grab it out, blow off the dust, and let's see what we can do with this thing. (laughs) And I believe God's saying that to you today. If you dare, grab it out. That old dream that you shelved, not God, that you shelved because you got tired in the waiting. Thank you, Lord. Blow the dust off it. Blow the dust off and let's see, this is God, and let's see what we can do with it. I believe we'll see it come to pass. So back to Lazarus, Lazarus, sorry, Lazarus, back to Lazarus. I mean, even the disciples at this point, Lazarus, I mean, Jesus is telling the disciples Lazarus is at rest and the disciples are like... (laughs) You know, I mean, can you imagine it today? I always, I like to put visual in my mind to what I'm reading in the word of God. And those disciples are probably all looking at each other like, does he not get it? Does he, like, does he not understand? Like Lazarus was sick to the point of death like two days ago and we're still here. And by the way, it's gonna take us a few days to get back there. It's not like they're gonna jump in their car and go to the next town. And the disciples answer, Lord, if he is sleeping, he will recover. However, Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought that he referred to falling into a refreshing and natural sleep. So then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. (laughs) They're like, which is it? Which is it, Lord? Is he dead? Is he sleeping? You are confusing us. Have you ever got confused by God? (laughs) But just hold on. He will show you truth. If you hang on long enough, he'll bring revelation to you. Because Jesus goes on to say, for your sake, I'm glad that I was not there. Why? Because it's going to build their faith even more. That's why. And he's saying to us, I'm glad you had to wait a little longer than you thought you were going to wait. Because it's a faith builder. I'm glad you didn't understand why you went through that moment. Because it's a faith builder. I'm glad you didn't understand why I put that requirement on you that I never, that you never thought I would put on you. And you were obedient. Why? Because it's a faith builder, not to torment us, not to confuse us, not to frustrate us, to build our faith that what God says he's going to do, he's going to do, if we'll allow him to do it. That's key right there. God is going to do what he said he's going to do if we will allow him to do it. Thank you, Lord. So back to to John chapter 11. What verse are we at here? I want to go down to verse 19. And a considerable number of the Jews had gone out to see Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. Okay, so remember, Jesus had already sent word that this wasn't going to end in death. 
But yet, they wrapped Lazarus in his grave clothes, they put him in the tomb, and they rolled the stone. They even sealed it, opposite of the word Jesus had sent, because of what it looked like. The word went before Jesus. And so now Jesus is coming. And when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him. While Mary? Uh Uh-uh. No, Mary's mad. (laughs) She's disappointed. She's pouting. And she's going to stay in the house. She's not going out to see Jesus. And Martha says to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And even now I know that whatever you ask from God, he will grant it to you. Now, I'm sure Jesus probably wanted to say to her, you didn't hold on to the word, Martha. You didn't see the truth of what I was saying, Martha. You didn't, you, you're the one that buried it, not me. I told you it wouldn't end in death. And even now you're sitting here blaming me for something that's opposite of what I spoke. And you even put the actions behind the opposite. You wrapped him in grave clothes. You buried him. You're sitting here mourning. You're linking up with what your natural eyes see instead of the word I sent to you to encourage you. But Jesus didn't say all that. He said to her, your brother shall rise again. And don't we do this? Martha's like, oh, I know. She doesn't get it. Oh, I know. He will. He'll rise again in the resurrection. I know, Jesus. And we do that sometimes. Oh, I know, I know. We don't even, we're not even hearing what God's saying to us because we think we already know. It goes back to that pride thing of James. And Jesus is like, no, 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 no. Right now he's gonna live, right now. And then he says to her in verse 26, whoever continues to live and believes in me shall never die at all. Do you believe this? That's what I was talking about in the beginning of this. Do you believe this? That word that I gave you that still is for today. You buried it. You shelled it. I never told you to do it. Do you believe I can raise that up again? Do you believe this? Take me to the place, the Lord is saying, that you buried your dream, that you sealed it as dead and finished. Let's get rid of that stony heart of doubt and I will resurrect it, says the Lord. I will resurrect it. And so Martha says, yes, yes, I believe this. I believe you can do it. And so what happens? I can't even get into the whole thing of Mary because I don't have time, but that's kind of a whole neat thing too. But anyhow, Jesus says, take away the stone. And Martha, and I'm in verse 39, Martha, the sister of the dead man, exclaimed, but Lord, by this time, he is decaying and throws off an offensive odor, for he has been dead for four days. But have we not done this? Oh, but by this time, oh, forget it. Oh, forget it. Oh, just never mind. This too, what did I say in the beginning? I said it's not too late. It's not over yet. That's what the Lord is saying. He's not forgotten you. You've not been overlooked. It's not too late. We've done it. Oh, it's been so many years since then. I'm, I'm this, I can't do this. I'm this age now. No, did I not tell you and promise you? Not by, no, don't say, but Lord, by this time. No, reject that. 
Jesus is saying, did I not tell you? Did I not promise you if you would believe and rely on me, you would see the glory of God? Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, yes. We want to see you move. Yes, we have expectation, Lord. Yes, we're reaching for those journals and taking them off the shelf and going, and blowing the dust off and saying, yes, resurrect this in me, Lord. Cause this in me to rise up in Jesus' name. I believe you will do it. And I will hold on to that place, Lord. And we will see the glory of God rise on our dreams, rise on our visions for His purposes. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.